Hello, everyone. I'm so happy you're here. Thank you for tuning in to the Modern Psychic Podcast. I'm your host, Naomi Haig. Let's get magical. Hello, welcome, Cynthia. How are you? I'm wonderful. How are you? I'm doing amazing today. So this is Cynthia Duggar. She is all sorts of amazingness. <laughs> she's <laughs> a, a, a coach. Uh, she's an, a yoga instructor. Uh, she does some amazing healing retreats ar- around the world. She's a plant medicine facilitator, breath work. I'm sure I'm missing some things, but uh, so I'm so excited to have you on. Can you kind of give us a background into what got you started in this? you know, like plethora of, (laughs) of awesomeness. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Um, yeah, I think all these series of events, you know, these pivotal moments in my life that brought this into preview, um, you know, I grew up as a competitive gymnast. So, you know, coming out of that sport, you know, my twenties, I I was also a, a coach And then I was a gymnastics judge and then my kids were both competitive gymnasts. So I really, you know, kind of stayed in that culture and setting for a good portion of my life. Um, Once my kids quit gymnastics, I think that's when um, I started to recognize like energetically how that was actually not serving me. That just overall environment, measuring yourself on perfection encouraging my kids to measure themselves on perfection. And when I came to that kind of awareness, I shifted my um, just overall physical activity in my life. So still kind of focused on the external, but, um, you know, I stopped going to CrossFit, you know, or I stopped doing that like highly masculine, you know, exercise for my life where I felt like I had to like work hard to get results per se mm-hmm. and shifted more towards you know pilates and bar yoga and and started to like get more into the feminine side of working through that but really that shift is where yoga yoga was introduced into my life um for a whole bunch of years i did yoga definitely out of my ego um you know i was a gymnast so yoga was pretty easy for me and i could go to class and be in the front of the room and do all the poses perfect and, you know, do all the inversions. And I was just really in my, in my ego. But when I was in that state, it was more about me tapping into the feelings that I got when I was a gymnast. So it kind of made me feel young, Mm. you know, give me kind of like an inner child type connection feeling. Yeah. Um, So didn't quite realize you know, okay, that was great. But like, I missed the connection of the breath going inward part. And um, in 2017, I spent a fair amount of time in Australia for a project that I was doing for a company that I used to work for in the IT space. And I went to anywhere I went around the world, I would always do yoga locally. I'd find some yoga studio. Um, So 
uh, I could feel and experience what it would feel like to do yoga in Germany or Italy or, you know, wherever I've been to a lot of countries, been all over the United States, always did that. And in Australia, I went to yoga class. And when I was walking into the yoga class, there was a, a handwritten note on a chalkboard at the entrance. And it said, check your ego at the door. And when I saw that, I was like, oh my gosh, they're talking to me. Shoot. <laughs> So that was the very first time that I did yoga in the back of the room. And that was the very first time I did an entire flow without doing one inversion. You know, that was the very first time that I actually was listening to my body. I was in child's pose, you know, half the class because I was exhausted. You know, I'd just done this international travel. And it was the very first time that I could look, look really was listening <laughs> to the sentiment of this, of this movement you know, what it was supposed to be doing for my soul. And from only that moment forward, everything changed. So that was in 2017. And, you know, within 12 months, um, and I got felt this very strong calling to go get my yoga certification. Um, but, you know, it didn't resonate with me to do yoga certifications, like on the weekend, like locally, you could get it done, but you'd have to like commit to a whole weekend, every other weekend for a year to, you know, to achieve it. And I just um, questioned my ability to um, stay with the commitment, you know, just because I traveled so much and it's just, I just wasn't sure if I'd be able to commit to that. And then I, you know, I don't know, it's like two o'clock in the morning. I'm online, I'm on retreats.com and I look up yoga certifications and like literally the first thing that pops up is this woman made, named Marianne Wells. And she does, you know, traveling yoga certification programs. It's like 20 days. And she did in a couple different countries, Costa Rica, Italy. I chose the Costa Rica one. <laughs> I was on a performance improvement plan at work. And I just basically took off work and spent three weeks in Costa Rica. And wow. it changed my life. You know, I, I've definitely kind of like experienced my, um, what I would consider my spiritual awakening or my, you know, real big kind of, it, it was like, just, it was like someone shook me, you know, I was in a, uh, in a relationship, a nine year relationship that was, um, not serving my higher self and, you know, my corporate job was, you know, resistant everywhere. And, um, you know, I spent literally the entire 20 days, every single day of that yoga pursuit, uh, I cried because it was a lot, you know, it's, you know, you go get your yoga certification, like 30% of it's about poses, mm -hmm. you know, the rest is all about connection and all spirituality. The realization of my self-abuse came definitely to a head in, while I was in Costa Rica came home, broke up with my dude, moved, like literally just changed my life. Just one jumped off one cliff after another. And, um, and then it became very clear to me that that's what I, you know, where I needed to be like in the healing space. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. wow. That's an amazing story. And Thank you. first meeting you, like we talked about your corporate background and, but yeah, I didn't know that you were a competitive gymnast. And so like, that's awesome. <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome how it all kind of unfolded in that direction. So yeah, very cool. And 
Cynthia and I met through a mutual friend um, named Cindy, and she connected us. You, you and Cindy had went on a retreat together, or you met each other at a retreat, and we're talking, and then um, you brought up that you were going to be doing, you know, other retreats for people, facilitating retreats, and then needed some pillows, and so my friend Cindy connected us and that's how we met. And then we met at one of our men's retreats for that me and Cindy co-facilitated. And, um, and then you happened to have been traveling around that time, you know, in that spot. And so, yeah, we got to meet face to face. So yeah, that's a really cool, really cool story. I love that. And I want to get into what do you feel like you're I guess like psychic gifts are um, intuitive gifts are currently and how did those like come to be? How did you, you know, start to develop those, I guess, to, to mm. work? Yeah. It's so interesting. Um, <laughs> I was just talking about this with a, a girlfriend of mine. Um, definitely, you know, clairsentience, clairvoyance, identified with an empath, you know, for a very long time. Mm -hmm. And um, kind of that sense of knowing, um, and, and, you know, just to be very frank, I think my gifts really came to surface in the detection of lies, you know, so that was when it was really apparent to me um, that like, my intuition or my gut, like when I would get a feeling about something, anything, I always would be like, okay, something's happening right now. And unfortunately, uh, unfortunately, but fortunately that, that came to surface during that nine-year relationship where, you know, we, we just were not, um, we were two emotionally unavailable people trying to make it work, you know? So lots of deceit, lots of resistance, lots of chasing, pushing, pulling, um, but it was the gifts that kind of orchestrated more of the pushing and pulling and chasing, because when you feel gaslit or, you know, when someone makes you question your higher self over and over and over and over again, it becomes somewhat of a mission to prove you're right for your own freaking sanity. And, um, I, I think that's when I realized though, that the, how strong my gifts were because I never was wrong. You know, every time I had a feeling it was right, mm. no matter how outlandish it was. But in that time, you know, I was creating a lot of self-abuse with how I was using that versus just removing myself and ending that chapter, you mm. know, um, in my current state, um, I resonate really well. I'm, you know, uh, uh, certified Reiki. I resonate really well with distance healing um, and I'm kind of channeling soul and uh, working with people remotely actually is a bit more powerful for me only because I think I have this sense of um, protection. So uh, I'm learning that that definitely resonates with me. Outside of that, for myself, I have a very strong preview into my past life information. Really? Yes, yes. I, I, I do have very uh, lucid dreams. 
Um, and I know um, very vividly at least nine of my 13 lives that I've um, lived already can, you know, place a lot of things. And what's been cool is I've done a lot of emotion and body code with folks. And um, I also met with a Dharma coach re recently. And so what I do is when I have my dreams, you know, I've got like a pad of paper on the side of my bed or my um, voice memos on my phone. And if there's something I feel called to like, remember per se, I keep like a little log. Mm -hmm. And then these folks that I've like, um, you know, connected with, it's kind of helping, you know, building my confidence because if I, if they're telling me, you know, like they're validating, like what I'm seeing and, and remembering and experiencing, um, you know, that's the stage I'm in, in the past life stuff, but it's pretty cool. It's, it's been, um, very insightful to understand my challenges in my life now, mm -hmm. ailments, body, you know, body things like it, it's unbelievable to to see how that all energetically is connected and then finding and giving yourself grace becomes a lot easier because you realize, you know, most of this isn't yours. There's most of this isn't mine. You yeah. know, it's, it's stuff that happened before, you know, whatever thousands of years ago or through dad's mom, mom's dad, dad, you know, like, so um, I find that kind of data to, to make the, the healing process, you know, just, you know, with ease and grace. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to keep digging because this is so intriguing to me. <laughs> okay. I've always, you know, like, of course, known about past lives and, you know, met people that have either, you know, said that they can do past life readings, but I've never actually been able to like talk to them, like in full context, like, okay, what's, what's all this about? Um, for me, I've done past life regression. Well, I've done one past life regression hypnosis and, but I go galactic. And so I remember, mm. I remember galactic past lives. And so as far as like human stuff, I, I know I've been, you know, I, I feel like I've been a human multiple times, like, like, this is not my first rodeo. And I don't believe that this is my last, a lot of spiritual people are like, oh, this is my last incarnation. I know it. And I'm like, yeah, I don't think so, but <laughs> whatever. And so, and, and I, I, I don't, I guess, mind being a human, obviously, because I'm here, but <laughs> every past life or experience you know it's just that it's an experience as far as like you remembering so I kind of want to go back to how did you first learn that what was coming in was past life for you the first thing that really so you know I sat with plant you know ayahuasca in February of last year and um in my second ceremony there was some significant uh, visions, you know, significant memories or, you know, visions of the loss of a child. Mm. Okay. It was very impactful. It was, um, very painful. Uh, it, it felt like I was delivering a, a child in, in my ceremony. And, um, after I got through the physical piece of, of, 
this child, you know, delivering this child, I had to then um, work through the grief of losing a child. And in my ceremony, you know, I was like in my brain, I was like, well, I haven't lost a child. So I don't really know, like, you can't make yourself cry. And, you know, when you're on, when you're taking this medicine, like it, 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 it doesn't always show you what you're supposed to be crying about, right? It's an emotion. You know that you have to release something, but trying and for like not force, like uh, releasing the need to understand what you're releasing is ex- very, very important. And that's very important. And, you know, that's like the biggest life lesson, in my opinion. It's just experiences. It's the emotion, you know, blah, blah, blah. So that's the first time that it was really showed me something about a past life. Like I've lost several children in past lives. You know, I now know that, but that was the first, like, oh, when you, when you wake up in the morning and you've been crying all night, you know, that's, it started to cue me in that way. And then, um, I recorded a guided meditation for myself in my voice. And, um, you know, that guided meditation was around, um, you know, releasing limiting beliefs and releasing what's not mine because my, the empath side of me, I think was also a lot of my self abuse, right. Not recognizing when, you know, you, you don't love someone harder to heal them, you know? So I was doing a lot of loving harder to heal people. Mm-hmm. So a lot of what was in me was really not mine. Right. And so I did this guided meditation and I would turn, you know, put that on. It was like about 45 minutes and I would listen to that every single night before I go to bed to like reprogram my my mind, you know, and to allow me to like kind of open the shell to start releasing the shit instead of like thinking through it. And Mm -hmm. within like a week, the, the, the dreams like started flooding in. Then, then they were confusing. Then I was just like keeping notes. And then, um, the folks I sat with the medicine with, um, referred me to a reader. His name is Ricardo. And I went to my first reading with Ricardo and said nothing about the past life stuff. Cause I was scared and embarrassed. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, he gave me his, his normal reading. And then the next reading I had with him, I showed up with like a ton of questions. So I, I formed like my stuff into, um, you know, like open-ended questions to see if the answers were close to what my dreams were. Cause I didn't want to like clue him in. I mean, I went through so much Naomi to like, yeah. see if this was real, you know what <laughs> I mean? Like, am I making this shit up in my head, you know? And, um, that's when it started to all come together. It was like, oh my gosh. And then, you know, as I continued to stay in that community, that's kind of what brought me and kept me staying in Texas is I started to realize and recognize and understand when you meet a soul family member. And so the more soul family members I met, the more the dreams were coming in. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I can tell you right now, I mean, there's there's about, you know, eight people in Texas. I can tell you all eight of them, where they were and what life, what they were to me, what we experienced together. And it's very clear to me why we've been brought back together in this life. And it's some of the most beautiful things you've ever heard. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so ever since, so now energetically, I'm around people who are in my past lives. So, you know, it's not about like sleepy time anymore. It's like, I, I'll be like, you know, driving to, to H-E-B and I'll get, you know, a thought and it will be like, oh, right. Oh, they were there when this happened. And that's what, you know what I mean? And like, <laughs> it, it just keeps like compounding onto each other. I have notepads everywhere, slices of sheets of paper, you know, like at some point I'm going to like get it all. Like I'm going to write a book on all my past lives because I have extraordinary polarity in all of my lives. Like I, I, I starved to death in a couple lives. I died of obesity in a couple lives. Um, I was killed by a drunk driver in a couple lives. I died of alcoholism in a couple lives. You know what I mean? Like I was royalty. I was a witch, like a lot of, you know, a lot of really neat things, um, that between my dreams, just listening and validation from mentors that, you know, I've met along the way is, is how it's all coming together for me. It's the most fascinating thing ever. Wow. So fascinating. Yeah, Yeah. that is, that is super fascinating. And I don't know, like, I, I would be like you, I would be like, okay, I want to write it all down. And then I want to <laughs> figure out, like, how it all connects. And, yes. you know, listen to the story, because it's telling you a story, right? As it's coming up, it's like, well, this is what happened here. And this is what happened here. And so it also has to do with what you're going through now in some way, some form. And then it's like, oh, well, that makes sense that this has been part of my story you know and like and now I can keep going and so yeah that's very very cool I love that and I love that you said that finding other people that you you know you feel like our soul family like helps open that up because I also believe in that and for the people listening that are like okay what the crap is this soul family (laughs) (laughs) Would you like to try to describe that um, from your perspective of what you feel like that is? I mean, I don't know what the the right definition of a soul family is. I've never looked that up per se. I don't and think that's the right one. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know. And in fact, like I've steered away from kind of um, research per se, you know? Yep. And so for me... The moment that I meet someone in my soul family, I can feel energetic connection through their eyes. Um, And I, you know, it's, I believe that as we are healing through our ancestral generational trauma, you know, we've all been, we all have our soul contracts that we've, you know, signed up for and consented to do in this lifetime or previous lifetimes. And I believe that as we are healing as individuals, um, understanding that we are all one, you know, as our different versions of our soul are healing and energetically begin to align, um, we are, we are introduced to people who are part of our soul family and they're meant to be brought into your life to, to get you into the next step, to give you a safe place of unconditional love to heal within with ease and grace. 
and um, they're there to show you um, the most beautiful side of you. You know, that that mirror is not meant to, um, you know, I've met, I've met a, um, a son who I lost in a previous life. And um, the husband that I had at that time who lost the son with me, they're in my life right now. And both of them are healers and how I, you know, how we energetically, you know, became in alignment with each other. We're all in like healing settings. And, um, the idea that God has brought these two people into my life to heal me and receive my healing. And this just happens to be the son that I wasn't able to save in a previous life is nothing other than like divine orchestration. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the gift. Yeah. You know, it's for all the hard work. Right. Okay. So for me, it's, it's truly just pulling those, those experiences and those lives and those people who leveled you up or brought you down into your alignment in this current life where you all ascend together. That's what I believe a soul family is. Yes. Yep. I, I totally agree with that. And for me, you know, just to kind of go along with that, like what I've understood a soul family, because there's some people that you only meet for, you know, just like a, like a moment. And it's Mm -hmm. like, oh, I was traveling, you know, in Europe. And then I just happened to meet this person. And, and like you said, like there's something in the eyes and there's something familiar and, you know, you just have this moment of connection or, you know, maybe they present some kind of like uplifting, you know, thought or whatever. They're just like, you know, maybe it's just a little gesture or something small, but it's like, it was just needed in that moment. And it's like, oh, wow. And it's just that reminder that you're not alone and, you know, have full support. And yeah, it's not just you working on your own evolution, but, you know, the family has come together to support everybody, you know, support each of us. And we could be that for other people as well. You know, maybe we're called to just walk up to someone and say something polite or, you know, like help them with something. And it's just like, you, you connect and you're just like, Hey, like, why do you look so familiar? But I'm supposed to help you with this. And then you go on your way and you never see them again, you know? And it's like, that could have been a member of a soul family where it's just like, but for that instance, you know, it's like, this is what I agreed to come here to be for you in this lifetime. That's my contract with you, <laughs> you know, yeah. and, and we fulfilled it and it's, it's, that's all we needed to do. But other people, it's like, yeah, you're meant to be more a part of their lives and they're more a part of yours. Um, so yeah, I love that idea. And again, for me specifically, like, I feel like I, like I, I feel connected with again more like galactic soul families like or it's like 
oh wow we've done a lot of things in a lot of places not just here on earth like it's like and I'm I'm getting some remembering of it but I don't quite get the details about yeah oh gosh where and what and all of that it's just like I just get these codes that just kind of flood in and make me you know flutter you know tingle or whatever but it's just this higher higher reminding of like oh yeah you've done a lot of things in a lot of places and like of course you're gonna you know connect and and meet and I've even had people that when we meet each other we're just like we've done a lot of things in a lot of places and it's like oh yeah we have and they're usually yeah like working with more galactic energies and it's just like wow that's cool (laughs) like I don't even know what that means in my human brain but it's cool because my soul remembers you know and yeah that's so cool (laughs) I was um I was born on the planet ZR246 so I also identify with the galactic and I actually um in some of my um retreat experiences like it was very prevalent to have like that galactic type vision and experience so um i i have a very um friendly you know friendly uh relationship with that side (laughs) and ironically there's a, a kitty cat is it a blue russian yeah blue russian that forms into the you know alien like figure in a lot of my visions it's so interesting yeah yeah oh, wow. <laughs> so it's like it's like the kitty face but the rest is very yeah very different so um so I did identify with that as well but like it not not in the way that you are describing you know yours is more active I think so yeah. But I think um what I noticed, Naomi, is when I stopped trying to like understand and make sense of it, that's when like the 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 whole like the gaps were filled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Or so, even yeah. There will be times where I just sit and open up and just let let's just see what comes in. Let's just I I'm just mm. open and curious mm-hmm. and whatever wants to come through. And then yeah, like different beings will come in or different things will come through and it's like and then like you said it fills up some gaps and it's like oh wow that's oh. Cool. <laughs> like oh okay that's awesome and there's been certain people that again I feel like our galactic soul family where when we connect or when we're even just around each other like we just get bombarded with beings like that come in oh really Oh yeah. Like, and it's crazy because both of us like, and it's like, it's hard to focus because of all the big energy and I have to Mm. try to help have them move it in a better way because we're like, okay, this is like (laughs) a lot, but it, it, especially me and one friend um, that lives down in St. George. um, The first time that we ever met, we connected and it was for a reading. I was giving her a reading And so like, we had never really talked before. And so she came into my office and we sat down and um, we're kind of sitting across from each other. And I'm like, okay, well, here's how I do my readings and all this. And then all of a sudden it was like the room just started spinning and like, and, and then she just started kind of 
going into this bobblehead motion and she's like what's happening and I was like I do you feel that she's like oh yeah I'm like I have no idea what's going on and yeah we had a lot of beings come in and we both saw them and we were both validating for each other like what do you see what do you see oh my gosh like now what do we do and I'm like I don't know what do we (laughs) And, and so it was just this really cool thing but then every time after that that we would meet up because we became friends but every time after that that we would meet and we would just be in the same space for like 10 minutes tops we were good anything after 10 is when it would they would just automatically come they would automatically be called in and the room would start spinning no matter where we were whether it was at a coffee shop or whether it was (laughs) outside like and we're like okay we we gotta we gotta separate because like I don't know what's going on here, <laughs> you know, like we, well, we kind of, wow. we didn't know what to do with it because it was just so much. And so, um, yeah, it's even still like when we talk, we're still both kind of nervous. Cause we're like, uh, I still don't really understand it, but it's cool to know that that's a thing, you know? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. So much magic in this universe. And oh my gosh, you know, it's just like, yeah, if you're, not tapped into it um then it probably sounds super crazy because it sounds crazy even when you are tapped into it (laughs) (laughs) to this more and more prevalent especially now that you know the government has even said oh yeah you know there's ufos we've you know we've known about them for a long time like i feel like it's that activity is just going to keep coming through and a lot more people are going to be remembering stuff like their past lives, not just here on earth, but maybe galactic or connecting with other entities, other beings, other than maybe, you know, past loved one or grandmother, or maybe, you know, like a, like a angel guide or something like that. I I feel like it's, we're just going to be exposed to a lot more galactic connections and all of that. And so I don't know. I geek out about that stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. And like, I, I've never done plant medicine. And so, you know, I don't know how that feels or what, you know, what you connect with on that level. Um, everything that I've connected with has just been through meditation. Um, and so even to go into like a plant medicine journey with that, like, I don't know, I get nervous because I'm like, oh, okay, if I'm already getting all this, like, what else is there <laughs> like, that I'm yeah. not connected to? So yeah, it's just really cool. It just hasn't called yeah. but I love I that. mean, I, um, I, I've experienced the same type of connection and quite frankly, like the messages, the downloads per se, um, my most impactful downloads are not from ayahuasca at all. You know, I mean, ayahuasca like peels the layers and, and gets, gets you to the root and, you know, I don't know. It's, it's beautiful. I've had a lot of beautiful experiences with it, but you know, breath work and just, just good old fashioned stillness you know, is really where I get most of, of my, you know, of my messages, if you will, you know, there's something about ayahuasca that, um, I mean, you have to participate, you know, it's not like you drink ayahuasca and like all of a sudden you're going to like tap in and, 
I've watched people snore through their entire ayahuasca experience. Oh, no. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's not like, it's not like taking a med- t- taking a drug per se. Like if you're not connected to spirit and allowing spirit to work through you through the medicine, you're just drinking some really gross stuff, <laughs> you know? Oh, so wow. yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a lot of people, a lot of different perceptions of it out there. Um, right. That said though, it, it has, I mean, really the biggest thing for me with medicine was just stripping the, you know, lack of worthiness, limiting beliefs. Like, you know, I, I just really been, you know, abusing myself through measuring myself on perfection through measuring. I mean, just, just a lot of lack of worthiness stuff, Naomi. So this really brought that stuff to preview. Um, and it's interesting for, you know, you go to these ceremonies and, you know, folks have had like some really horrific childhood, you know, abusive families, you know, sexual abuse, um, physical abuse, like being like in foster care, you know, um, people suicide, you know, so many things. I don't have any of that. I grew up in a loving family, very lily, you know, just, I lived on the lake. My dad, my parents were married for 50 years, you know, all those things. But boy, I managed to do some very self-destructive, very self-abusive things to myself through my choices. And so it was very difficult for me to see all that I needed to to heal from. Right. You're probably telling yourself, well, it's not that bad. Like I I shouldn't be that bad, right? (laughs) Right. And I remember like a, a family member found out, you know, heard that I was doing, you know, a healing retreat, you know, and, and, and I remember her hearing her say, what, what, what does she need to heal from? You know? And so like that, like kind of thing in my head, um, yeah, undoing that has been definitely part of the work, but, um, but you are the medicine, you know, that, you know, yeah, it's not for everyone. It definitely helped me strip away a whole lot of things. I mean, I, moved and quit my job and started the business and ran my first retreats. I did that all like in basically one year, you know, through stripping (laughs) away all of the, those things. So I'm super grateful. It came into my life when it came into my life. Yeah. Well, that's the thing with, with me, you know, and even what I tell my clients too, when they ask me about plant medicine and stuff, like I'm not for or against it. It's just, if it calls to you, then there's a reason, you know, and it's mm-hmm. more information, um, sit with yourself more and really feel into, you know, if that's something that is truly calling to you and, you know, it's like, okay, I've, you know, looked it up. I've understood this and like, and gotten information about what it is, what it can do, all this stuff, like then, you know, follow your instinct, follow your intuition. And like, if it's leading you towards a plant medicine, then it's because that medicine can help in some way. And, and I've seen it with working on the retreats, you know, it's like, I've seen people actually be able to open up when they weren't willing to, or able to, I I guess not willing to, but more able to before, you know, just on their own, we get so bombarded in our heads and, you know, like, like you said, you know, it's like, well, I should be okay. And I don't really have anything, but 
then you feel something festering right <laughs> in your body and you feel something festering and like wanting to come out wanting to be seen wanting to be addressed um but your brain and in yourself is telling you no it's fine i should be fine i don't have anything to complain about or you know whatever it is or it wasn't that bad or other people have it worse and who am i to you know say that this is something that it was hard you know like i don't know the meaning of hard compared to this other person like we compare ourselves a lot rather than just validating for ourselves no, there's something within me that wants to be addressed, that wants, that is misaligned, um, that wants to come to the surface. And yeah, if you're being called to plant medicine, um, whichever form, like maybe that's something that can help bring that to the surface a lot faster. And so if you connect with it in an aligned way, you know, I believe that, yeah, it can definitely help co-facilitate some major breakthroughs for people I've I've seen it I've heard about it I've you know um witnessed it for other people and so it is it is an amazing thing and I love that both you and our friend Cindy have learned you know like a ton of stuff about it like you've learned all the ins and outs of it well I'm sure not all but you've learned a lot (laughs) I'm sure it's like a rabbit hole, right? Like you could keep going and going and going um, to learn more. But yeah, I love that. So getting back to your psychic gifts and like the knowing, you said uh, clairvoyance, right? Like Mm -hmm. seeing the feeling, the clairsentience. Um, How do you use that in your everyday life? Like how do you apply that in your everyday life? You know, it's like, as I begin to like recognize my gifts in an intentional manner, I experienced um, one of my last ayahuasca experiences. I was going through it in the middle of my um, ceremony and the shaman came over and was working with me. And uh, he, you know, I was kind of just going in and out of, um, feeling centered, not feeling centered, you know, that type of thing, um, resisting to understand what she was showing me. And, um, the shaman started kind of sharing, having a dialogue with me. And through that dialogue, he shared with me, you know, very strong affirmation that I began to use while I was in ceremony. And the affirmation was, I am Cynthia Bednar. And I am in control of me. And, um, you know, the idea and the understanding that, you know, you, you control your reality. I mean, like literally down to the thought, energetically, your aura, everything. And so I, you know, that, that was like maybe two and a half, three weeks ago that I um, experienced that. And so every night before I go to bed now, I'm going to bed with, you know, that affirmation with a lot of conviction. I am Cynthia Bednar and I am in control of me. And I go to bed with that conviction. I go to bed with that feeling of like, just knowing I got this. Like I, all I have to do is tap into my heart every single day, tap into your heart. You feel triggered, tap into your heart. You don't know what to say, tap into your heart. You don't know what to do, tap into your heart. You don't know how to feel, tap into your heart, you know? And going to bed with that affirmation, I'm waking up in the morning just with this 
immediate centered knowing confidence of knowing I know what it feels like when I'm tapping into my heart and anything that comes from your heart is true and right Mm -hmm. and for your higher self. So, um, that's how I'm using my gifts, you know, like, cause the gifts only come from how open your heart is. I mean, you know that how much you're listening and how open your heart is to receive. Right. right. So I just like all day long, I'm just like as raw and open as I can be, I'm starting to really feel like I crave meditation. Whereas before it was like, did you meditate today? And now it's like, Ooh, I get to go meditate. Mm-hmm. And and that's finally like that connection of like the divine and that feeling of like support. Like there's times I have a very strong connection with my my angels and spirit guides. You know, lots of conversation. I can feel their presence. There's times where I feel like they're like clapping while I'm running, you know, like you should do it. <laughs> you know, like I feel this like energy of like, you go, girl, you know. Uh-huh. And then I also feel the energy of like, slow the fuck down, you know, rest, stop it, stop doing, you know? So I, I, I mean, I don't feel alone at all, you know? And sometimes I'm like feeling, I mean, I'm sure you can recognize this, like feeling a little crazy, yep. <laughs> you know, like I'm having my own little party here all by myself. You know, I got grandma Betty and, you know, I know, I know when they're coming in, you know? And it's just, it's just delightful. And the harder it hurts, the better something really awesome is coming. So, you know, it's like finding gratitude in like shitty things is actually quite easy because you're like, oh my God, this was a rough one. There's something really big coming around the corner. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, again, that's just simply faith. But, you know, it doesn't hurt to have the gifts that help you believe the faith or have the faith. You know what I mean? Because you just get that knowing. You get that feeling where you're like, "Mm, yep, I'm point for this moment. (laughs) It might change 15 more times. But right now I'm feeling it in my gut and I know what that feels like, you know? Yes, I'm glad you said that too, because that is that's the that's the rub right it's like for this moment that's been one of the biggest things for me as a psychic like a practicing psychic is you know people come to me and like oh okay what do I do and you know and so I can give clarity okay here's where I'm seeing the energy stuck here's where I see it wants to move you know but it is for this moment. It's not saying this is going to fix everything and you're going to have a wonderful life after this. Like, this is what is wanting to move and what is needed right now in this moment. (laughs) And depending on like, there's so many variables at play. Um, Every once in a while, I I will get just really deep insight into okay, this is something that is going to happen. This is something that is, you know, it's like imminent. It's like, nope, that like without a doubt, like I feel like this is the thing. Can it still change? Yes, it can, but this is very likely, you know? And so I, I sometimes get like a, a, a strong knowing that, okay, this is 
really likely right now um, in the near future, but I don't go too far. And yeah, it's just like, for the most part, it's a right now thing. This is a right now thing. And um, I agree with you just tapping into your heart and saying, okay, well, what feels good right now? Where am I being led right now? You know, and trusting that, trusting that that's exactly what's needed in this moment right now. And if you can follow it with faith, like you said as well, like just trust that, okay, like might not make sense, might not be the most logical thing to do, but this is what it feels right to me. And so I'm going to follow it and trust my heart and trust my connection with spirit. And we'll just see <laughs> in this next moment if it still feels good. <laughs> if it doesn't anymore, then then readjust and you know shift and and do what what does feel good in that next moment. So I love all that. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. I'm sure we could talk for like hours and hours about all the stuff that we just touched on. Like, cause yeah, I I could get into just going into the rabbit holes with you in a lot of these topics. <laughs> but can you tell us where we can find you, where we can um, sign up for your retreats, all that good stuff? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Sinful Peace, uh, www.sinfulpeace.com is my website, and that's C-Y-N-F-U-L-P-E-A-C-E. Um, got all my retreats on there. I'm doing a mother-daughter retreat in June. Um, I'm actually attending a few retreats in the next couple of months. So I'll be, you know, kind of working on myself and enjoying my own, um, you know, experiences. But um, really any of my one-on-one -on -one sessions, uh, my upcoming retreats, um, my core values, um, all of that sits sits in my website i'm also very active on tiktok and um, instagram and facebook both um all three of them under sinful peace as well but yeah i'm really just looking for all the same things we're all looking for right deep connections um you know opportunity to have community like-minded folks all seeking you know healing with ease and grace unconditional loving non-judgmental space so pretty simple, right? Yes. Check, check, check. Right. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Well, thanks again for coming on. I really appreciate you. And I'm sure we will have you on again for sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm actually, you know, I'm, I'm getting very close, Naomi. So I would love to have you on as one of my first guests when I, I uh, start doing my podcast. Yes. Yes. I'm looking forward That's to coming. That. Thank Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you loved this episode, hit follow, share it with a friend, and send me a comment. I read all of the comments myself, and I really love hearing from you. I hope you have an amazing day, and I've definitely got more awesome episodes coming your way. Take care.